welcome to the uh, Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. Uh, my name's Scott, and I'm with two uh, other firefighters. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Fire family friends. Um, Todd. Hello. And Ash. Hey there. And we're back. We are um, back. We, we, sorry, we missed uh, two a weeks. Couple? Couple yeah. weeks. Um, as you're probably going to hear in a little bit, we're going to post uh, this week or next um, our interview that we did with... Uh, with Dave down in Cal Fire, mm-hmm. so that's we were down in uh, California and Palm Springs doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one one of which was interviewing a helicopter pilot for Cal Fire. Yeah, he was also related to Todd. Yeah, brother-in-law is a uh, helicopter pilot. He's had a pretty extensive career up here, um, doing all sorts of things, um, flying for the police, um, other private companies, uh, flight instructor for the mountain course for. Teaches all the American military guys, all sorts of people as well. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the past few years, he's been working down for Cal Fire flying. Yeah, pretty sweet. Uh, it was really awesome visiting the air base. I mean, you're going to hear about it on the yeah. podcast, so we won't get too far into it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when we were down there, we kind of did a little tour. For us. We drove down to San Diego one day, ran into some guys from, was it Hall 21? I think so, yeah. Um, um, they were right on the beach. Mm-hmm. It was a weird system because uh, we thought they were part of the beach guy we thought they were part of the lifeguards because the lifeguard yeah. said san diego fire san diego on it fire, mm-hmm. yeah so we actually asked the guys we're like so you're part of the lifeguard thing? oh no no that's they're a separate crew and then we're this crew and it's like so it sounds like the lifeguards work on them from like basically water to that's shoreline right. and when they hit the boardwalk those guys take that's over it. yeah and yeah. then what those guys from 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 boardwalk to road, and then the ambulance takes over. Yeah, <laughs> it was very confusing. Yeah, well, and then they'll uh, they they back them up with any rescues as well. So yeah. the lifeguards will do the initial rescues, and then they roll uh, if, if it's resuscitation or whatever as well to go back them up mm-hmm. and provide the um, uh, paramedic support. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. It's always interesting seeing other um, departments and what they do, and yeah, obviously those guys are a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, they were yeah. chatty. It was nice to uh, have a chat chat with them there. Um, yeah, took a quick peek at some of their apparatus on the way out. Yeah. Um, yeah. We kind of yeah. snuck a peek at uh, another fire truck that was parked. They were getting lunch or something. So yeah. we kind of looked at their truck. Um, we're looking at, we were actually looking at their hooks for their forestry uh, hoses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, same hooks that we just got. We're going to put them on. Um, I think it's a, it was a Cal Fire invention, it sounds like, or, or something. Hmm. From what we heard from uh, when we... When we bought these hooks, it sounds like it's all the Cal Fire trucks. Yeah. Not Cal Fire, sorry, California. All the California Fire trucks have them on mm-hmm. there. And it's just a way to re-rack the hose. That's right. Quick, like, looks like a shepherd's hook kind of deal. Yeah. That folds into the truck. Um, I don't know if that's true or not that they invented it, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like it's definitely uh, standard, well in play down there. Like standard um, issue kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, actually, well, one of those trucks that came through here... Uh, when we were looking at it, it was a stock truck for Cal Fire. Yeah. And it had them on them as well. Yeah, that's where we first saw yeah, them. Yeah, so that's where we, we first nice. learned learned about it. And then, yeah, you start, start doing some more research. And then, yeah, to, you know, to see it on one of their in-service uh, rigs down there for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, so that that was our couple weeks ago. That's what we missed um, podcasting. And then uh, last week was uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, Todd got a gift to COVID. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so Todd was away, and then Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which is different than the American Thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah, I don't know what it was in the French bottle over turkey or something. How, what, what was our, what, what was our, our deal was. over turkey? <laughs> what was our Thanksgiving for? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the story of our Thanksgiving. I know the American Thanksgiving, but not ours. Yeah. <laughs> 
So anyways, we had our Thanksgiving, uh, and that's what we missed last week. Probably so, fought over a poutine or something. <laughs> we should just make our own thing up. Yeah. <laughs> There's a beaver and a... Oh, that cheese curds, damn it. A beaver oh. and a moose, and they're arguing over a poutine. That's right. <laughs> Don't, uh, you <laughs> Don't you know. Don't you know. Anyways, we're back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh... This week in uh, training, we haven't really had many major incidents. Um, no. Fire-wise. A couple accidents. Uh, we actually, one thing we can talk about is uh, how late the grass fire season is going. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Normally, so right now it's what, October 16th? Mm-hmm. Normally, October 15th, uh, the province opens up for like open burning for people with yard waste and, and, and uh, agricultural, and yeah. agricultural waste. Um, but now we heard that they're actually pushing it back for a whole month. Yeah. Um, just because of the unusual, unseasonally warm weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still breaking uh, records. Um, we are. This late into October mm-hmm. for our uh, our heat as well, which is quite surprising. Yeah. By now we would be, you know, we should be getting our venting index. Um, every, you know, every morning with uh, radio check, they uh, let us know what the venting index is. Well, because there's no open burning, they're still giving us the uh, wildfire danger rating. Which is still um, a three out of five. Yeah, we had a four yeah, like, just, just the other day. I was like, four? This is crazy, but it's true. Like, yeah. we've gotten zero precipitation. No frost. And zero, zero frost yet. Like, we mm-hmm. haven't got that yet. We are getting some nice morning dew, but there's zero, zero frost. Yeah. Um, and it's hot and dry out there. Yeah. As we learned, yeah. and even yeah, even a few nights ago, we had our we had probably one of the latest season grass grass fires we've ever had. Yeah, um, and it was because I was first on scene with the duty truck, and uh, at first I drive in and I, I gave it a rank one, and then I was like, wait a minute, no, it's not smoldering; it's mm-hmm. it's actually got an organized flame front. So I, I upgraded to a rank two, like a small rank two. It was really not yeah. much, yeah, but it was like threatening a trailer, and yeah, you know, I mean, it's still a grass fire in the middle of October, sure. so but. Yeah, so we yeah I mean, there, there was a lot of potential there if uh, if somebody wasn't there quickly. So yeah, If the wind shifted the other way, that trailer would have went yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was definitely interesting with the heat. Um, still got some pretty big wildfires burning around. Mm-hmm. There is, and there's still a lot kicking off um, out uh, just in the bush, right? The, yeah. the high country stuff. Things, big, big fires, but nothing threatening structures yet. Right. Um, or any sort of other infrastructure. But yeah, there is uh, there was one that kicked off uh, a week ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't it go up to like 151 hectares right away? Yeah, yeah quickly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, shit's still alive. It's still burning. Pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I guess so actually we should before we talk about training. Um. It's kind of a funny thing that happened today <laughs> on one of our calls. Uh, we had a um. I'm just looking on the, on, the, on our board here in our ready room. Uh, we had a gas leak. So we had uh, a call came in with a fuel spill at a gas station. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, you, you take it because you were first on. Yeah, so it was right down the street from my house. Um, and one of our officers who I was with uh, within the past hour at the time uh, let me know that he was going to be busy for about an hour. Um, so this call comes in. It was right close to where I live. So I go direct to the scene. Um, and, yeah, so a gentleman hopped in his Jeep and drove down to the gas station because he was out of fuel. And he goes to fill up his fuel tank, and he's filling, and he's filling, and he's filling. <laughs> and the people from inside run out and tell him, hey, stop. You're pouring gas all over the ground. Ah, shit, so I am. What, what had happened is somebody came over the course of the evening or whatever and drilled a hole in his gas tank, siphoned out all his fuel, um, 
didn't leave enough of a mess or whatever, so he didn't notice it and then drove down to go get gas. So we dumped about 40 liters of fuel on the ground uh, before they shut off the pumps. Um, So I think the overall like the threat or whatever wasn't getting worse. Like there was no more gas going into the tank, but it was pouring out at a pretty rapid rate. Um, so when I got there, I gave the update to, uh, to Scott cause he was, uh, the officer on the rescue truck. Um, just basically said exactly what we had, um, kind of gave a, a brief, uh, look of what I was you know, looking for once they got on scene, um, got everybody else away from, from the pumps, went inside, made, made sure that the pumps were, uh, you know, that they were shut shut down so uh, no no further um, fuel could be spilled uh, or just used. Um, and then you guys got on scene and we we came up with a, a pretty quick plan to, to do a dam, just to dam off so there's no, no um, sure. extension from where it was leaking from. Um, and that's kind of uh, where you guys got on scene. It was like a, kind of a true MacGyver um, incident because mm-hmm. we, we got there and um, the, the Jeep's still leaking fuel. So we're like, okay, we need to put something underneath it, but like no one has a pan around that can go underneath it. Yeah. So we carry our Absorball, aka Blood Pillars, use Kitty Litter, which yeah. essentially that's what it looks like. But I think that's what it looks like. It's yeah. fancy Kitty Litter. Yeah. Um, so we had our Absorball, which is in like three or four tub, uh, like five gallon. Pails. Pails. Mm-hmm. So uh, the plan was we, we poured up one full pail on the ground for a, um, a, a dam to make sure none, no one rolled down the hill. Um, then I grabbed one of the uh, other guys and we went over far enough away. Not like it was going to spark anyways, but we went over uh, and we actually used the recips off from the rescue truck and cut the bucket in half so it would fit underneath the, um, the Jeep. Um, and then while that was happening, we pushed the, um, pushed the Jeep out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, put it underneath, and we also called for because uh, we were running low on absorbable because it was it was a pretty good spill. Yeah, it was. Um, so we actually called. Uh, we have a um, a pretty big sand pile here from uh, from our sandbagging in the summer mm-hmm. or sorry in the spring. So um, Ash called base and got a, got them to um, bring in like a guard a garbage can full of uh, sand just just in case we needed it. Yeah, turned out we didn't need much of it, but we it was a good backup. Yeah, it was nice to have. Got got yeah. a couple extra guys on scene yeah. to mm-hmm. come and help out. And so, anyways, we were down there, I'm kind of looking at the hole. I'm like, oh, it's actually, you know, because the guy, the, the the dirt bag that stole the gas, used uh, used the drill, so it was like a nice, like a perfect hole. Mm-hmm. We could see it, and uh, like, we're kind of discussing, like, okay, well, maybe we could find a bolt or something to stick in here, because it was still pouring out pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't want to fill this like half uh, bucket up and then figure out where to put that. So we're like, we need to plug, we need to plug this hole. So, um, I know a lot of departments carry like. Plumber's putty on them. Yeah. Um, I could see us putting that on there and not remember where we put it because it's not very often this happens. Like, yeah, I think sure. it's happened. It's, it's yeah. happening more. But mm-hmm. um, so um, I go to Ash because he was in his personal vehicle and typical kind of Canadian <laughs> or I guess typical, I don't want to say we're rednecks. Redneck. But, uh, redneck. Typical yeah, redneck. So I'm like, yeah, she got a shell casing in the back of your uh, in the back of your truck. I'm like, looks like about a 30 out of 6. <laughs> or I think it's a 308, 30 out of 6 yeah. size. He's like, Sure enough, he's like, well, I got a 410 shotgun shell. <laughs> Empty. So, yeah, that'd probably fit. Yep. We shove her in, and it fit perfectly. Yeah, but it, it was, was like actually, uh, it was still a little bit loose, so there's still a little, little bit of gas seepage around the outside. So, and then so we're like, okay, anyone got some chewing gum? So we're like, like I said, true MacGyver. So we're looking yep. around, and I go to the police are there, because they're talking to the guy about his, uh, the 
damage the vehicle. Damage. Police don't have any gum. Mm-hmm. So oh, we're at a convenience store. So the chief runs in, buys a pack of juicy fruit, which is perfect because I like juicy fruit. <laughs> so I'm stuffing it in my mouth. I'm walking around. I'm like, hey, this is perfect because juicy fruit, like the flavor lasts for about 30 seconds, anyways. That's right. Yeah, it tastes delicious. <laughs> After that, it's like, well, yeah, it's like useless, anyway. So, <laughs> so I quickly chew it up. I'm talking ash while my mouth is full of gum, and then I make this little ring around the uh, shell casing and shove it in. And, no more leak. Yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's perfect. So, yeah, it worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, use what you have on you. Oh, yeah. MacGyver 101 right there, boy. Yeah. We should have taken a picture. Forgot all about it. Yeah, that was really redneck. It was great. I like, I think from the last time we were out shooting, I'm sure I've got a couple in the back, back of the box. I'm sure as shit. I'm like, yep, here we go. Even the guy, that, the owner of the Jeep, slapping at us. He's like, man, you guys are, you guys, you guys are firefighters. Yeah. <laughs> chewing gum in a shell casing. Okay. Yep. <laughs> But, you know, stop, dude. It's great. So, so, so awesome on so many levels. <laughs> like, where do you begin? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like, so we like taped off the area, made it safe on the one side. We had the rescue yep. truck parked there. Yep. You know, we had members there. And then out of nowhere, this guy in a quad comes like ripping in. Oh, like, like, over. <laughs> like almost runs us over. I'm like, whoa. And he's like, what? Stops. Hey, can you move that thing back? He hops off, puts it in neutral, and just kind of kicks it out of the way. <laughs> so it coasts back like three or four feet. He like walks in to do his business. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> to be clear, this isn't a gas station right in the middle of our town. This is up in, yeah. up in the, kind of the outskirts of our town. So it's like, it's a little bit more rural ish. Yeah, it like borderlines, um, you know, rural. Like, yeah. 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 So, yeah, so it's like, it was funny because, yeah, it's, just, it's that borderline redneck mm-hmm. area anyway. So it's like, okay. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wish we could get a picture. It was fun. I'm sure we'll have a chance again. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple more. You have more shell casings? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I want them back in my truck, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you need one. Yeah, that's right. But This nice. is for safety. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So really, I mean, it was, a, it was a nothing call, but we actually, we did a lot of uh, kind of ingenuity stuff with that, with mm-hmm. the bucket and the thing. And, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, just burned it. and it up really nice. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You checked all the boxes for the basic hazmat. One on one. I said, I checked off when set, I did the right? time slip today. I'm like, Tazmat? Yeah, boom. <laughs> don't Absolutely. do those very often. Tazmat? Yeah, and with yeah. that absorbent, like, once you uh, <coughs> actually, uh, Adam, uh, who works for one of the uh, road maintenance uh, uh, you know, companies, he. Uh, it was a good trick. It was a really good trick. So, um, like, you put down your your absorbent and you, like, broom it back and forth, and it never really gets in. Like, it mm-hmm. takes all that uh, surface oil and gas or whatever off but it doesn't get into the like cracks and nooks of uh, cement or uh, pavement so he's like hey like flip over the broom and like really grind it in it's gonna crush it and it crushes it in takes everything right up like it was man it was perfect (coughs) so like by the time that we were done and we swept everything up we were actually able to come behind that just with the quick spray off of our bush truck and just, just kind of rinsed off away from the pumps. And, like, you know if you put water over top of gasoline or oil or whatever, it just gives that immediate uh, um, yeah shine to it. Yeah. There's none of that. Yeah, I went to one knee and I looked and like, yeah, it was, it, more like it was clean. Fuels all around. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, it was really, really good. So, yeah, just like Scott says, it was a bit of a nothing call, but, um, you know, making something out of nothing. Um, you know, a couple of little uh, learnable moments there was uh, really cool. Yeah, yeah, well done. Mm-hmm. Definitely lots of laughs once we got 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 back to the station here, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, always keep a pack of chewing gum on you. Yeah, I guess so. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's totally a guy trick. He always had gum in his pocket, didn't he? Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the move. Yeah. yeah. 
Gum and a toothpick or something? Yeah, paper, paper clip? Yeah. 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 Paper clips. Mm. <laughs> we can switch it out. Gum and a shotgun shell. Well done. Yeah, yeah thanks. That's all. Yeah, that <laughs> You'll learn that in a manual in about yeah. 15 years. Yeah, that'll be in a new uh, NFPA manual there for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> the old redneck NFPA. We should make that. We should make the red, redneck NFPA. <laughs> They're the thing. That could be a thing for sure. Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, you know, other than a few other calls, um, basically, training was uh, interesting this week because, because even though we just said it's still crossfire season, we just couldn't hold off anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, we only have so many uh, Thursdays in yeah. in a year where. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it it is getting cooler at night, so. We decided, okay, it's burn building time. Um, and technically, like we in our bylaws, we're allowed to burn whatever we want with fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just don't want it's um, obviously we don't, we don't want to do it in the middle of August when it's super hot. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was our kind of our, our start to uh, live burn. To live burn. What are you doing? <laughs> Todd's about to have a stop the bleed moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we managed to get our, um, our both our burn buildings running. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a big. You know, live burn night. Yeah, kick um, off to the season. Yeah, on Ash's end, you were doing um, some bump-up drills, or is that? Yeah, so in our lower burn building, um, you kind of enter in right in the middle. Uh, if you go to the right, um, you're sort of in a warm warm room, uh, and then you can enter into uh, the live fire room. Uh, if you go to the left, we have a like a horseshoe hallway, which leads into multiple other search rooms. Uh, so we did a bump up drill. So we got the building uh, rocking. Uh, didn't didn't really want to do a lot of fire attack. It was more of the uh, hose movement and the push in, and then utilizing some extra manpower. Um, so like classic, uh, get yourself uh, set at the door. You got your two man attack crew on uh, the hose line. Uh, you have a roving officer uh, and a door control uh, person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they started to make a first push and I said like every pinch point every moment that you have to go around something like it's a short push like two or three guys can easily do it if it was a regular push like we would just use the officer and like we, we would make yeah. it work but uh, you can get quite quickly uh, like five people involved in that small stretch just to like kind of get our, our uh, skills back back up on uh, bumping up and uh, comms because Again, like, you know, radios always go for shit. So I'm like, hey, this is a small area. We can hear everybody, but I want to be able to hear every person. Re- you know, yeah. if it's the person on the nozzle, say, hey, I need a bump up. The backup person, bump up. The person that at the first pinch point, bump up. And that gets relayed down the line until you hear it on, on the outside. Um, and then the next person goes in. And we talked about the importance of not taking that door control person inside because they're holding all of the information. Um, how many lengths of hose in? Is it the first length and you're about 10, 15 feet in? Is it, hey, okay, I've got to the first coupler, so I know mm-hmm. I've got 50 feet. Um, they're, they kind of know time frame, man, uh, manpower, and they can tell if they're flowing water or not yet. Um, so there's a lot of info. So we don't want to be um, trying to relay that over to the next person coming. And but it, it's it's a bit of a not like a boring or a thank, thankless job, but like it can be a little bit numbing just staying right at the door. Um, and we we've added a lot onto it um, where like the door door control like if they're making the push and the door's you know wide open, 
they're not glued to the door frame either. Uh, mm-hmm. We we let our our guy like roam a little bit. Like definitely, you're not making a push inside. But if it's an an entrance away with a you know five five ish feet or whatever around, and then Absolutely. the hose goes around, you can push in and help feed that hose. You can bump yeah. back out and grab a couple things and give it back to the crew. But you're not leaving that area. Like you don't mm-hmm. lose sight of the door, and you don't lose sight of. Well, I mean, that's just it. Like, you have to be able to see that door and have somebody who is outside still see you. Yep. So, mm-hmm. that was it. Um, did a little bit of hydraulic vent. Um, I, I knew what you guys were doing, so I kind of said the same thing. I'm like, I don't want you guys flowing, you know, water down the hallway. That's not really the purpose of what we're training here. But once you get inside the burn room, I want to see some wall ceiling wall uh, rather than extinguishing the fire because we're going to be doing this like four or five times. So um, do that just to uh, disrupt the thermal layer. And then once you get some steam in there, let's do a hydraulic vent. And man, that building was cooking. So we had left, <laughs> um, we, we cleared everything out, but there was that uh, bifold door, which I forgot to take take out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the bifold door is no longer usable. Oh, did it catch on fire? It caught on fire. Yeah, so it was like way out by that was, that by was the entrance. Almost 20 feet away from the 20 feet away the from the burn room. Yeah. And, and the seat of the fire is 20 feet in through a, through a door in yeah. the corner. So it must have been rocking in the hallway. It was rocking. Yeah, like it was, it was kicking off. So we're sitting there getting get ready for the first team to go in, and then whew, this door catches on fire. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, this is hot, sweet. <laughs> so the first burn of the year is always awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. The and first it, burn of the night's always like a good one, right? Yeah, and then down in one of our search rooms, I had a burn pan with a little bit of hay. Yeah. So I just lit, lit that up, and it was probably halfway down the door, it was thick, thick smoke. The yeah. first The first burn was great. Uh, and the guys did awesome. I mean, we had a really seasoned crew and like Jay and I kind of said that one of the other officers, I'm like, ah, we have a pretty seasoned crew. Like we can, I don't want to rush through this, but these guys are going to nail it. Like we don't Mm -hmm. need to spend a ton of time on it and maybe, maybe, maybe we can throw something on, on the back end of our practice and, uh, you know, come up with something fun as well. So yeah, we kind of rock, rock, rock through that. got everybody a chance to be on, on the nozzle, uh, be a door, door control, and then, um, kind of run some of that, uh, bump up. Once, once we're done, we're wrapping up practice. And I mean, there's so much, we haven't cleaned out the buildings yet. So there's a lot of ash and ember in there. And, um, um, what am I saying? Um, debris yeah debris just <laughs> shit right so like we we you know want to make sure there's out mm-hmm. uh so we just kind of prop a nozzle in one of the uh windows and just you know soak the uh, room completely uh so we're doing a bit of a debrief and then we see an old um uh confined space tube or whatever i didn't know what it was used for oh uh, yeah that tube we we had uh, made it for a seminar actually one year to right. do, uh for writ um so it's basically two 50 gallon drums and mm-hmm. then we uh we Secure me together. You probably seen it. It's like green, so it's basically. I'm gonna say it's oh, like right. probably yes. like eight feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, eight yeah. feet long. Mm-hmm. Tube, just a straight tube, no no bend in it. Um, that I brought over because it was sitting over here, so we brought it over there. Yeah. And, yeah mm-hmm. It was. I was gonna throw it into the um into our confined space room. Yeah. Eventually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it sounded like you guys were playing around with it. So. Yeah. So we ended up throwing it down, and I, you know, a couple guys we would uh, take off your pack. You know, still on air, and just. Push, push your pack nice. through, mm-hmm. uh, kind of do do the old worm through it or whatever. Uh, so we did that a couple uh, rounds. And then uh, some of our more streamlined firefighters wanted to see if they could make it through with the pack on. Yeah. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, a couple guys were able to make it through uh, with the pack on and just, like, small, small little inches and uh, made it through. Uh, and then that expanded to some other uh, rescue talk. So it was really good. Like, as, as much as the live fire was was awesome, it was great to get back in. It was great to kind of, you know, get get those skills honed again. Um, some of the conversation that happened on the back end uh, for some potential training coming up, I think, was e- you know, equally as, as valuable and, and really piqued a lot of the guy's interest. So right. yeah, that was good. That was kind of all like that. That was it for us. Again, it was, it was very straightforward. Like we didn't roll a ton on it, but uh, just getting the building going, getting that, that heat again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, training the old uh, bump up there was good. Yeah. A lot of people um, forget how, how useful hay is like a little bit of damp or wet hay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you throw it in there and it just, it, it works so well to get that that uh, thicker smoke layer, and make yeah. it a bit more realistic, right? Mm-hmm. When we're just burning clean pallets. Sure, it burns smoke and hot fast, and it's doing what you want, but it, it's, it's it's not, not as realistic. Real, not right? a realistic fire, right? So yeah. you, you add just a little bit of that, and it, it adds so much to the training. Sure, it does. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really good. And putting it like it was, I put that on the other end of the building. Mm-hmm. So the fire was really hot over here. Like it's always going to be hot. It's, it's fire, great. Uh, but to have the rest of the building smoked out was awesome. So like it was like blowing smoke out from everywhere. That's perfect. Um, yeah. It was well, awesome. it just makes that especially when you start doing that um, uh, hydraulic venting, right? It, mm-hmm. just, it shows so much better what the actual purpose of it is, right? It sure does. You yeah. get a lot more reaction from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. You know, like going back to um, like the door control and the bump up methods. You know, that, that's so key. So I remember that there's a lot of people that get stuck on that, that door control person. Oh, you're stuck outside the door. Yeah, you're, you're holding those. There. Like, no. no, man. You got to get in that door frame. Like mm-hmm. you said, that five-foot buffer back and forth, you're working, right? Yeah. You're pushing that hose. You're communicating. You're keeping your ear out to the crew that's inside. Yeah. And you have that your hand on your hose, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, to tell how far they're in. But that flow in the water, like you mentioned, that's huge. Yeah. So... If you don't feel any water flow for a while and you're not hearing anything, that's a red flag. Sure it is. So you, you, it's a really, really important uh, integrity, like a crew integrity role, right? Yeah. As an officer, I, I lean on that person a ton. Like that's kind of my info of what's going on on the inside. If you're outside as an officer. Yeah. yeah. If, um, you know, I see your, um, you know, officer that's looking after interior attack, but I'm not in there with them. That's right. Uh, that, that, you know, member that's on on the door i'm back back and forth checking like quite quite frequently yeah mm-hmm. what did you guys get up to so I yeah i mean you kind of didn't know but on our end um we did this new drill um uh, so we have the uh, the building we were using that has the rollover room it's commonly called the swede um which i still haven't really researched why it's called that i don't think it was made in sweden but anyways it, it's the one where basically our the heat level is higher than we are so we can sit in there a little longer um, so my briefing for the night is, okay, tonight we're going to light, we're going to light the fire, but we're not going to put it out. We're just going to like look and like, what do you mean? We're not putting it out. I'm like, well, we'll eventually put it out, but we're not going to put it out like we normally do. Cause really like we are talking with pallets, um, like, like Todd was saying that it's, it's hot and it's fire, but it's not realistic fire. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you hit it with a half a gallon of water and it's out. It's, yeah. it's very, fairly low BTUs and, you know, pretty quick, pretty quick knockdown, um, so, my goal was to kind of treat it like because we're we're you know we're in a seat can, so a little wider than a normal hallway, but it's still you know it's a long it's basically a long hallway. Yeah. Um, 
So I got the guys to start at one end, um, come in, uh, basically do everything normal, like check the door for heat, all that kind of stuff, um, open it, let it, let the room breathe a little, like let the, let the door breathe a little bit to see what's happening. We specifically didn't bring a fan in. Normally we would run a fan, but we didn't bring the fan in. So the objective was um, basically push down half a length of a 40-foot sea can, which is where we're building. And then um, on the left-hand side, there's a door that goes into the other half of our burn building, which is like currently it's set up as like a bedroom and then like a little like walk-in closet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then it goes upstairs. And then the other side of that, there's a window that goes out. So I, so I said to them, I said, okay, what I want you guys to do, I want to get into cooling the ceiling and the, and because you know, there's so many times that, that we'll push down the hallway, not, not us necessarily, but firefighters, they push down the hallway and they forget that the, the heat's on the ceiling above them. Sure. They push down the hallway because they, they, the, they can see the fire, you know, they can see the glow of the fire from a bedroom or they can see it pushing out of a bedroom. So they push all the way down the hallway just to get to see the fire, but they didn't realize it's rolling over their heads behind them mm-hmm. in that in that thermal layer and it's mm-hmm. hidden behind the smoke. And the next thing, um, the room's yeah, on, the fire's on, on fire behind them. We talked about it the other day at that, um, when we were, not the other day, we talked about when we were talking about the trailer fire. Yeah. Um, you know, suddenly the curtains are on fire behind us because it rolled over us. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I wanted them to get used to doing more of is 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 not worrying about flowing water. Because a lot of times we're like, oh, we don't want to flow water because we don't want damage. Like, no, no, it's fucking flow water because yeah. it's already on fire. So, <clears throat> um, I told them, yeah, as soon as you get in, I want you to take a knee. Uh, and wall ceiling wall and push push mm-hmm. down that 20 feet so flowing water the, almost the whole time and the objective is I don't want them to hit the fire I just want them to work on <clears throat> on cooling the gases so they push all the way down get halfway and then what they do is now <clears throat> um, we're treating it as though it's almost like a like a reverse VIS so now the nozzle firefighter he holds the, he holds the hallway while the um, while the officer <clears throat> and one other firefighter they quickly pop into the room that they're searching because it's like a known bedroom, known a known right. there's potentially a victim inside. So yeah. <clears throat> those two pop inside the room, close the door right away. The nozzle firefighter stays on that door, so he's on the door with the nozzle. So if everything went wrong, he could easily pop back into that room, or he could bang on the door and be like, "Hey, withdraw. We're you know we're getting overrun, whatever." Um, so officer just kind of gets in the room and parks his butt like right by the door. Yeah, does a quick scan with the thermal camera. Um, directs the search officer or search firefighter where he's going. Um, they're with a walk-in closet. Um, the guys are hooking their feet, foot on the door frame. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have to remind half the guys to do that. They were just doing it. Nice. Um, we had yeah. Kevin, one of our um, one of our guys who's uh, in training. He was kind of leading that, like he was overseeing those guys. He said they nice. did awesome. Um, so they, they do the search. Um, and also firefighter. Meanwhile, he's he's in the hallway, and we were just saying to them like. Okay, every time it starts to build back up over you, it starts rolling over your head again, I want you to cool it, cool it. And then, um, now, because that's going to create steam, then hydraulically vent. So it was like hydraulic ventilation, cool the ceiling. Hydraulic ventilation, cool the ceiling. So it was like that good combination of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, they held the line on the guys that were inside. Um, because you close the door, there's no smoke inside. They do a quick search, um, pop back out, and then they re- 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 withdraw as a crew and back outside. So it, it was it was a really awesome drill. I you know I, I don't know why we haven't done it before. <laughs> so so the guys yeah. So what we did is since it was a three man team, uh, we had two three man teams going in. So as those guys would come out, because they're still on SCBA, they'd carry in two pallets, throw on the fire, restoke the fire, and they'd come back out, and then the next crew would go, and then we just rotated all the positions. Nice. So, yeah. 
worked really well. Um, the guys had lots, like, it was never cool in there, so it was always mm-hmm. just cooking. Mm-hmm. And there was a super fast turnaround on the grill. Sure. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> that's uh, what we've actually added is um, our initial entry point. Um, you do the usual door check, splash some water, whatever, right? Check your yeah. heat. Um, and then as we open the door, like you said, you're waiting for a moment, seeing if there's any uh, withdrawing and drawing of the smoke or whatever. And uh, but at that point, when we do that, we'll do a, a water application right from exterior right still. Yeah. Um, do a quick wall sealing wall, close the door, wait a moment again, then reopen it again, check it, and then mm-hmm. do our push, right. and then right back into the wall sealing wall as we yeah. advance. Yeah. But we just added that extra step, and it makes a lot of sense. It's the same as like your transitional attack, right? Like yeah. you're just you're cooling those gases right away, and then you're <coughs> gonna see, and and it, it's a bit more understandable. Like picture like you're going into a um, uh, larger complex, yeah. uh, like say uh, a large garage or something, a warehouse. Mm-hmm. You know, so <clears throat> if I'm spraying right away from exterior and I'm not hearing that water splashing back down, that could tell you a few things. Well, how high is the ceiling? Is yeah. it just evaporating because it's so fucking hot, or is there a collapse or whatever? Right. So yeah. it's telling you all these other things as well. Because as we're doing that initial, I'm listening. Okay, is there a splash down? Yeah, good. Okay, and all the ceiling intact, and yeah. away you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of that time when you and I were, like, years ago, when we under that warehouse that was on fire. <laughs> yes. And we pushed in, and we're like, oh, I think we got it, because there was, like, a lawnmower, like, a rat on lawnmower burner. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we got it, we got it, we got it. And then we look over, look up, and we're like, oh, the whole ceiling's on fire. We're like, yeah, well, we were going to. We don't got it. We don't <laughs> got it. Back out, back out, back out. That is the worst feeling ever. You're like, I am doing so much good. I am doing nothing. <laughs> that was all. That was back the trust fire for me. Like, I got this. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that was the when we got the award yeah, for the MBS tool. For, yeah, we left the yeah. jumps up here. Yeah. We, we had to, yeah, we had to back out on that. Twice other, we had to back out. Yeah, yeah, we had to back out on that other entry point by the garage doors. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that's, that's when <laughs> the chief was like, "Hey Scott, what's burning over there? Mm, looks like magnesium." Yeah, but it must be chop saw, right on. Oh, that was, <laughs> oh, that was, that was our chop saw. <laughs> yeah. Whoops, that's great. Yeah, so basically next week, same idea. We'll, we'll be doing some of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so you'll you'll get uh, um, a bit more of the season, guys. Uh, which, I mean, like, your guys weren't, like, rookies by any means. Uh, actually, I had all the rookies. Oh, did you? <laughs> the three of them. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, oh, you, I know, guess one, you did. Um, yeah. Like, two, two really, like, and then one that has been on for a little while, but... I, I guess you did. But it hasn't yeah. had a lot of life for it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Which is fine. It, it worked out well. Like um, we had enough seasoned guys to take people in, and I, was, I often notice if I have seasoned guys with the, with the newer guys, mm-hmm. uh, the seasoned guys actually uh, almost. I don't want to say they work harder. They they teach better. Sure, they do. They're teaching because yeah. you have to know it one hundred percent to teach it. So mm-hmm. they're teaching yeah. the guys, and mm-hmm. they don't. They're not teaching them bad habits because we're obviously watching, making sure yeah. they're like, oh yeah, no, you don't need to do that. Just walk right in. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, yeah, they don't do that stuff. So yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I always like when we were getting. Uh, our, our night ready to rock um, Scott was going over a couple things in our meeting room he's like actually want to uh, get get the cruise ready so I just did like one two one two um, to get to get get the cruise separated so like there was zero thoughts on what these teams were going to look like <laughs> and, I, and then, after yeah I saw him like oh you got all I'm like whatever <laughs> but like with that and, and just like what you're saying there um, sometimes that can be a blessing or a curse <laughs> when you have all season guys, um, you're either going to get like the jackasses, <laughs> which like we all have and are, um, 
or they'll be like really switched on. It just it all it all depends. And guys always like when it comes down to it, like they take it serious. Um, but I was like, ah, I wonder what this crew is going to be like. You know, like we had Matt. Like Matt, Matt's always a guy that's going to joke. But like when it comes to work, like Matt's awesome. Um, but it was great. Like my guys were like like super happy to be back in the building and like ready to work. Um, and like everybody was just absorbing everything. It was great. Uh, a lot, lots of good chatter, which is, you know, again, if guys just sit there and go, go through the moments <coughs> for the sake of doing it, um, I always wonder like how, how much are they really absorbing here? Right. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of good chatter like during or like, like prior, during, and then after as well. Um, and then obviously we, we kind of threw in some other random stuff just, I mean, the guys did like, we didn't like, they just said, Hey, can, can we do, do this quick? I mean, hell there was the, uh, uh, the old big, big Joe was was down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, force yeah, uh, uh, pop. So they're like, hey, I wonder like what a regular fire axe would do on this. Uh, I wonder what this. So guys are trying things. Like they they could tell. Like usually like Scott and I run guys fit fairly late. <laughs> and like it was going quickly. It's like, hey, like like what else can we throw on here? Like this is awesome. And yeah. they were like like super, super keen and ready to rock. And then the flip side, when you have rookies, um they're obviously very, very eager and like they, they are sponges and they, yeah. they want to get everything. And if, if they're mixed with, with, you know, the right guys that'll, um, empower them and they'll mm -hmm. teach them as they go. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's awesome. So yeah, I always find when there's, you know, and it's like, I'm going to do a lot of classroom stuff when there's classrooms or, or stuff where we're just talking the truck bays, mm -hmm. there's kind of a lot more joking going on. Yeah. But I find when, as soon as we, when, as soon as the live fire gets going, it's yeah. like, Guys recognize as soon as they go in, they, as soon as they breach that, like go over that doorstep, yeah, that uh, that frame into the into the burn building. It's like you you can't really joke because you're still going into a fire. Like it's sure, not like mm -hmm. it's not time to play around anymore. It's like mm -hmm. oh okay, I'm in a fire now. Yeah, and even though it's training, I can still get hurt. Or, yeah, yeah exactly. Or die in here. So well, and one one really up. good thing, uh, it was actually Matt. So I was on the outside. Like we we got the building lit. Um, and then we popped out, so I had like full SCBA on, but I wasn't going in. Um, and our lower building is in a, a bit of a horseshoe, um, and there was smoke everywhere, but like actually right inside of the horseshoe. So I was in there, like, like kind of teaching, also kind of just, you know, making sure everything was safe. Um, so I had my mask off. There was zero smoke. It was perfect. It was literally everywhere else, but right in there was great. Um, and then the smoke started to come in a bit more. So I'm like, okay, mask on. I didn't put my uh, Bella Clava on because I wasn't going to go in. I was just standing there, right? And uh, and then I, like, poke up to the door and, like, just put my head, like, at the door frame to, like, look in, still on SCBA, um, and then pop pop back out. And they go through the first rotation. And then Matt come, comes up to me, and he can see I had some skin showing because I didn't have the, uh, you know, bell clav on. And he's like, hey, man, like, uh, you got some skin showing. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I got all of it showing. I'm not going in. He's like, oh, okay, good. I was just checking because, like, it's really, really hot in there. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, I'm going to go in next time, but I'm going to, like, fully, mm -hmm. right, yeah. like, gear up, right? He's like, oh, yeah, good, good, good. So the guys, like, like Scott says, they're taking it very serious the moment that, like, you know, the joking stops out by the trucks once it's go time. Um, like looking after from the rookie right up to the captain. It doesn't matter. Like they're watching everybody's back. And that was like, it was a really good moment that I, I could tell the guys were, you know, really looking after everybody. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's super important. Like just in any training. And a while back we did some training and <clears throat> we're doing some, some pretty big writ scenarios. And uh, I actually laid into a couple of guys. Well, one specifically because... <clears throat> He's sitting there commenting on, oh, 
this isn't this is wrong or this is wrong. It's like fucking say something, speak mm-hmm. up. Like yeah. yeah, it's training and we're not in the, in the burn building stuff, but it's all of our jobs to take this seriously. Yeah. Like yeah. if you see an issue, fucking speak up. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, everybody's job to speak up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It comes comes back to like wildfire and you know laces like. There, there's there shouldn't be one guy that's like, hey, it's my job to make sure. Yeah, I'm the lookout. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You're all responsible. Yeah. For Everybody has eyes, yeah. right? Like, it's up to you individually to make sure that your team succeeds. Sure, there might be a an engine boss or there might be an officer with you, but like, it is equally as important to me, Johnny firefighter, that my officer and my fellow firefighter are safe. So yeah, everybody absolutely. has two fucking eyes. Let's use them and let's make sure everybody else is safe as well. Um, again, it was awesome to see that uh, the guys were uh, you know very very engaged in in safety even in training and it's a, well a you know a sea campfire that clearly got hot because fire started well out of a burn room yeah. but uh, yeah it was uh, yeah like hats off to Matt and you know the rest of the crew for for mm-hmm. uh, you know having eyes for that and that's a good learning point too and it's a reminder of why that water application as you're advancing is sure. so damn important, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like it used to be just that big rush to the seat of the fire. Yeah. We're still busting our ass to get there because that's mm-hmm. what's going to make the environment better is that extinguishment and getting yes. those gases out. But don't get complacent. What's cool, happening cool, around cool, you? Cool, right? That's yeah. why we cool from the outside before we go in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that well, is like, a... And like kind of our, um, um, when Kevin and I were debriefing at the end of the night, we're like, you know, because... No one asked the question, but we could, you know, we were we were just getting ready to go down, uh, go to the one room and search, and and Kevin said, you know, this this could be one of those times where, yeah, the back end of the house house is totally not viable, um, but we believe there's somebody in the house and it's the front end where there's one bedroom, mm-hmm. like so maybe we're not even gonna get pushed to the seat of the fire. We're just gonna hold the hold the hall as best we can sure. while these guys search. So maybe we don't even push any farther to see the fire. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. like now we're holding. And that fire that's burning down the hallway towards us is that's all we can hit of the fire because the rest mm-hmm. is just cooking. Mm-hmm. Like basically, the house is um, going up. Yeah. So it was, a, yeah, it was a good drill um, in the way that we were, we just had to imagine like okay, we're not like it. The hall, the fire is actually down the hallway farther and around the corner where we can't hit it. Mm-hmm. So this is just the flames coming down the hallway at us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, the guys. I mean, I had mine. But I chatted to a couple of the guys coming back from you guys, and they they were speaking really, really highly of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was fun. Um, like, it's all things that we've done before. But yeah, it was nothing... Nothing new, but no. putting it into that kind of a scenario. Um, yeah, we were on it, like, we're like, hey, like, there's nothing... This is all basic stuff. It's just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just layered it into one. Like, like we're, we're doing, uh, yeah, we're doing door control. Because a couple of times we had to remind guys, hey, you know, let the room breathe. Like, let the fire, like, mm-hmm. that's how I keep saying that, let it breathe. Yeah. Um, like, when you open the door, don't just rush in. Because, yeah. first of all, we want to open the door, like you said, you watch what's, what the smoke's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if we had a fan, we'd be running the fan, letting it do its deal. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of reasons to let the room, like, let the, let, open it up, let it breathe. Yeah, Because we're literally watching the fire breathe. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what's it doing? Yeah. Okay. Oh it's, oh, it's blowing out. Okay, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, bad to go in on. Or it's, oh, it's it's actually breathing, sucking in. <laughs> What's going to happen next? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh. <laughs> well, and, and not every scenario is going to be a positive pressure attack either. Right, right? yeah. So, sure. And that's the yeah. like, you know, you train a lot on that. However, you go you go to turn or you're opening that door and you're not getting seen that flow path. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, like, in this case, like, we were doing a search of a, of a bedroom 
well, do we want to turn a fan on and blow and potentially, because we didn't know the bedroom door was closed or open. Like, are we pushing smoke and hot gas into that bedroom where we're searching? Yeah. So we yeah. can a push on the hallway, search, and I really like kind of the idea of a reverse BIS. Like, we go in and you close the door behind you. Mm-hmm. And that makes that room kind of that, you compartmentalize that yeah. room. Yeah. And then uh, we said, we actually didn't have a dummy. We didn't actually put a dummy inside the room. So it was, a, it was an empty search. Mm-hmm. But we said, yeah, if you, and if you had, if you found a victim, well, don't go back out where you came from. Put it out the window. Put the patient yeah. out the window. Yeah. And that, yeah, I remember we talked about that a while back as well. Uh, you brought up and, and it's so true, right? We get so complacent on uh, on just the training aspect of it like that in a, in a nice, clean environment in a CCAN. And in you go and, oh, here's your victim. Okay, drag him back out the front door where he came. It's like, well, if that front door is 50 feet away yeah, and there's a window room. six feet away in a room that is pretty yeah. safe. Yeah. You're dragging them through all the shit that you yeah. just walk through in a, with, your, with full turnover, you're an SCBA. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're taking somebody from, like, yeah. like you mentioned, from a nice, viable, safe area into the shit to get them out. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. We could have just popped that window yeah. out or whatever. Mm-hmm. You go. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes back to that uh, that kitchen fire we had a couple weeks exactly. ago. Exactly. You know? yeah. there, was, there was two dogs inside this bedroom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, we closed the door and I just poked my head in real quick. No smoke. Oh, the dog's going to stay. Mm-hmm. We know this isn't going anywhere. They get, they can stay until we vent. Yeah, and yeah. it did. We vented, and, they, mm-hmm. and as far as I'm aware, they're still alive. <laughs> like I haven't talked to the homeowner. But I believe they are. They were <laughs> barking at me. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they now have COPD. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Um, no, no, absolutely. You thanks, dog. I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You, you nailed it. Right? Like that's like these are the these are the little things that you know as we add on into the training those conversations mm-hmm. like that's that you can take that away and it's going to be a win someday right yeah sure you'll call yeah 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 because mm-hmm. yeah, maybe the person just stays in the room while we fight the fire knock it down a bit and then well, yeah. back to back to comms is the officer that's why the officer's role is so important or yeah. the team leader role whoever it may be uh to be hands-free and be doing those comms right yeah and manpower dependent and extend all that jazz mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. I mean, I know the guy's gonna want to, or the uh, patient would obviously want to be out of there as quick as possible. But yeah. just like that dog, like if they're actively, you know, holding the fire outside of that window, or sorry, out outside of that room, um, like rushing to get them out, it's not always the move. Like let's yeah. let's hold this, you know, safe zone. Um, mm. If if time is on our side, uh, I mean that's. That's and to be a fair, way time, better idea. when we say time, it's not five minutes. It's literally <laughs> a yeah. moment, right? Yeah. Sure. And yeah. just to get that calm out and that window's mm-hmm. going to be breached and somebody's going to be yanking them out in 60 seconds. Yeah, I mean, anytime that you know, we're in there working, there's definitely guys that are on the outside of the fire um, yeah. Yeah. that are ready to rock. So. Yeah. But I mean, like a small bedroom window or bathroom window, you might have to like they might have to stand there for a bit and yeah. well, well, we get a chainsaw going and make a bigger opening mm-hmm. for them. Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and back to our good old YouTube, right? There's lots of videos of somebody hanging out a small window, you know, waiting to be rescued when there's a fire beacon out the adjacent window. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. again, they're in a safe spot for that moment. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Sounds like a really good uh, training night. Yeah. A lot of yeah. Good takeaways yeah. I mean, it was, a lot of, it, it was a lot of fun. It was great to get ourselves back in there. Um, definitely welcome. Uh, fall. <laughs> guys, mm-hmm. guys love it. I mean, everybody loves some good, some good hard uh, training. Um, it, you know, really, really excited to build off of these, uh, you know, these uh, few uh, scenarios that we did here. Um, we have some pretty fun, fun stuff coming up. So we'll switch this over. We'll do the reverse next week. 
um, and yeah. we'll see where that takes us. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to We have a live fire coming up um, beginning of next month yeah. for our guys, so that's going to be a blast. Mm-hmm. Anything with live fire is fun. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tis the season. Mm-hmm. All right. Any more for any more? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think that kind of wraps up the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weeks. Yeah. 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 Have to be back. I mean, yeah. you know, anytime that you're away is great, but uh, even for me, like uh, the wife and I stayed a little more on the back end of the trip for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I was sitting there come Thursday, like loving that I'm on holiday still, but like, yeah, it's time to get back, back at it. <laughs> I can't sit idle for Yeah, sit idle for too long. Too, too long. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's nice nice to be back. Nice to be uh, getting after it again. Sweet. So, yeah. All right. All right. Um, Modus. Yeah, Modus. Um, awesome company out of uh, uh, Eastern Canada. Uh, the big claim to fame is their snagger tool. Um, uh, awesome for hose handling, uh, uncoupling and coupling hoses. I uh, can use it for egress, use it for autoex, um, a ton, a ton of uses. Uh, one of our guys used it to hang his jacket off the pump deck. Yeah, while while it. Pumping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Um, so that was sweet. Um, they got tons, tons more stuff. Uh, their force entry wedges, uh, their uh, soft entry, uh, their mask bag. They've got some of their pouches, some of their uh, larger bags. Um, tons, tons, tons of stuff. Uh, They've got their videos uh, about ready to come out. Uh, we were uh, one of three or four that, that, that they made. Uh, should be coming out uh, either the end of this this month or soon, soon following. So watch for that. Uh, if there's anything that you like on their website, uh, use discount code DTFF5. It's going to get you 5% off your purchase. Awesome. Uh, Todd, um, stop, the, stop the bleed. Stop the bleed, yes. Bleeding is bad. Stop the bleed. Um, so three methods of uh, blade control, of course, is your tourniquet application, direct pressure, and wound packing. And just remember, if you're applying a tourniquet, that's not just the end of it. You still have to address it, so maybe packing and whatnot as well. So, um, yeah, go to stopbleed.org for information on that. And like we always say, you know, make, make that training fun. Make it as realistic as possible. Those high-fidelity sims, uh, uh, mix it up with your department and whoever you're teaching or, or what you're taking part of. Uh, that's where the biggest takeaway mm-hmm. is uh, just getting that skill set in. And, um, yeah, run on those drills. Uh, make sure you have a good tourniquet, not a piece of shit one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And, <laughs> yeah, lost your explosive, or use our explosive lyrics. <laughs> as usual, yeah. And, yeah, Stop the Lead, um, yeah, we did, uh, we mentioned um, in the past that we've got, uh, we had a course coming up, but we did a good high school course as soon as we got back from our vacay there. <laughs> That's right. So Scott and I went uh, paired up together for that. Kids had mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah, that was uh, entertaining. <laughs> you know, as uh, it's been mentioned before, uh, you know, you guys put on a really good course. Uh, we've got that on our YouTube, um, mm-hmm. where where you guys go over it. Um, but like, what you guys get uh, in training is your guys's experience. So you both bring something uh, very, very important to the training aspect. I mean, obviously, with what we do and how we train in the fire service here. Um, and then bringing like the fire side of it, bringing Scott's uh, background, bringing Todd's back, you know, that, that really gets a lot of buy-in, I think, from uh, the people that are taking it. Uh, so if you want to teach some, some of these courses, um, 
you know, reach out and like build a, a training team like you guys have, because uh, that, that that definitely gets that extra buy-in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and always brings a lot of good practical, real life experiences well sure. that we can feed mm-hmm. off of, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Olson. Yeah, Tanner Olson Band, uh, country music out of West Coast Canada. Uh, they are doing a ton of live events right now. Uh, they just did some stuff out of uh, Vancouver. Uh, I think I saw they were down. I don't. I don't know if it was for shows. I think they were just down traveling through Vegas. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they were just uh, going to wedding or something. <laughs> yeah, doing some wedding things down there. But uh, yeah, you know the guys are are uh, are out making music. Um, got a new song out. Uh, what was it? Put, put put some country on it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Awesome song. So check them out on anywhere you uh, stream your music. Right, uh, Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick Sparrow from uh, the ATAC group. Uh, so go online, uh, ATAC.com, uh, I believe it is, um, or .ca will take to it as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, on there, it's uh, there's a link to the RTAC. So the RTAC is an awesome course that we really enjoyed a few years back. And we worked with Dr. Nick Sparrow. Uh, he gave us a, a link to the online component now. So if your training division is interested in doing that, go on to the ATAC group and then take the link to RTAC and you can mm-hmm. message Dr. Nick Sparrow directly and get you set up for that training. Yep. And the big takeaway with that one as well, because it's online now, but there's also um, a face-to-face component of it potentially coming out. Um, but just the course content, it's not your, it's not your dry, you know, basic learning. Online. Yeah, hop online. It's so painful in most of our careers. Yeah. Uh, it, it's very um, <clears throat> uh, interactive. and Yeah, like, it's very, very engaging. Yeah, like, like Scott said, he's got... You know, there's a little window in the bottom corner there where mm-hmm. usually uh, Dr. Nick or some of the other uh, instructors will give a lot of uh, good information and talking points as well, which is mm-hmm. very informative. Yeah, so it's the ATACgroup.com. A- <coughs> yes. A-T-A-C-C. ATAC. Right. Yeah. Boom. Uh, lastly is us. Um, Facebook. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Instagram. TikTok. I don't know, stuff. <laughs> We're not in the metaverse yet. <laughs> we are not, so. No. Um, yeah, check us out online and uh, find us on uh, the podcast platforms and give us, a, mm-hmm. give us a like, hopefully. If not, yeah. then piss off. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, give us a like, give us a comment. Uh, you know, it just helps us get out in front of more people as well. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, send us some messages. We have a, a good group of people that are always sending us messages and, yep. and whatnot. We'll do our best to get back to you. Um, of course, the past couple of weeks we kind of shit the bed because we've been away on holidays. But um, yeah, but we, but, but we should announce we have a new marketing crew. Yes, <laughs> we do. yeah, absolutely. So we went with uh, we went with our wives, and uh, <laughs> while we were actually talking to um, Helicopter Dave, there is that mm-hmm. his nickname? Is that what we're going to call him, Helicopter Dave? Dave? Yeah, Firehawk Dave. I'm going to call him Firehawk, Firehawk Dave. That's <laughs> nice. Yeah, they're over there talking, and we're like, oh, and they're kind of like, they're looking at us and talking, we're like, why are they looking at us so much? So then over, and they're like, yeah, we got your whole, uh, the wives have the, have the whole uh, media sorted out now, so you actually might see more posts from us soon, because <laughs> they're yeah. like, okay, this is, you guys need to do more interviews, you guys need to do more videos, we're like, if you want to help us, <laughs> we mm-hmm. won't worry, well, we don't want to help you, but we are helping you, <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, they, uh, I think they, they uh, really hit it on the head there, like, we're firefighters. Yeah. Like we do, and 
an adequate job at that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say that, like we're really good, but like like that's that's where we're like that's what we do well. Mm-hmm. Um, the podcast. I mean, we've been at this now for a couple years, and like excluding a few episodes here and there, like we've done a pretty good job of staying, you know, weekly. Um, yeah. We we do our damnedest to get something out to you guys as often as possible. Um, but pile on, um, like our job here at the hall with, uh, you know, being an officer, being, you know, in training, and then also our real jobs outside of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, the old uh, plate gets pretty full. Um, yeah. And it's not for lack of us wanting to get the information out to you guys. Uh, and they can see that. So uh, pretty excited to have some inside slash outside help. Uh, so hopefully we can get some more content out to you guys because uh, we we've got a ton we just can't yeah seem to find get the time to to put it together. Yeah, any more for I guess yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah zero yeah. more now. Yeah, yeah, zero, yeah we, zero, we did zero, have more for more. <laughs> zero more. Um, Ash, thank you. Have a good night. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, good night and stay DTFF. Don't stay safe. <laughs> yeah, probably stay safe. Too. Yeah. <laughs>